Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, welcome back to your favorite buy or try or quad weekly podcast about Hero Realms, Sparks and Rec. I joke, we're sticking to it the bi-weekly, guys. We've been pretty good about it. Roughly. Uh, roughly, yeah. Plus or minus a few days, but we're yeah. doing our best. Um, we have another fun episode for you guys. Uh, we just want to say thanks again for the wonderful episode 30. We really enjoyed it. We had It, it had a great reception Uh it was a lot of fun to make. It took some prep time and some uh, a lot of help from a lot of people, but really enjoyed it. So thanks for that. Uh, but pushing forward into the next uh, episode, we are joined with a full crew. It's great to be back. Uh, I'm joined by my right-handed, left-hand man, Tim Agent C13 McKenzie, the uh, bottle of rum to my treasure map. Uh. Yeah. Hey, that's hey, how, hey. <laughs> that's how excited we are about both of those. <laughs> how are we doing today, buddy? Oh, and he's stealing oh, the he's stealing that triple. I, I'm making fun of dubs. No, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Ready to record some podcast content. Me too. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. making fun of dubs, but dubs originally took that. I used to open with the hey, 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 and then he co-opted it. And of course, I co-opted it. From, that's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. From Bill Cosby's uh, fan, Albert yeah. famous. If you didn't know the little sound jingle. I used to watch the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what it's from. The little sound yeah. jingle. If you don't know what it is, it's from the Fat Albert. I might be uh, dating myself um, with how yeah, old so, I am. You know, we're, we're going to throw a curveball here. Uh, since we've been talking about him, let's just bring in uh, Chris Double Doves, the Diamond One, Wahlberg. I'm on a roll. It's time to go solo. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Flying solo as always. Yeah, my uh, man. No doubt. No doubt. Keeping it relaxed. Having fun. Having fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is a ritual to the process. I have to admit, is. you know, yeah, getting right. down here, getting the microphone set up on the on the boom arm, uh, as it were. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyways. All right, guys. Episode 30, as uh, Jig, you alluded to there. I thought we peaked. I didn't know we were coming back, but here we are. We, we decided we, to like, let you back on the podcast. Yes. It's incredible. So I'm super happy to be here. Uh, that was a fantastic episode again. Uh, you know, just really appreciated everyone uh, that contributed and, you know, had some positive feedback afterwards. So that one was great. I guess we're going to keep it rolling for, I don't know, maybe another 30. We'll see how, we'll see how we can go. Yeah. You only got a couple left dubs. So. Oh well, man. Chris, there was an outpouring of support from the listeners who who were pleading to keep you on the show. So we're going to listen to the. We'll give the fans what they want. <laughs> now, you know, nobody said anything about wanting you to come back. They all said they, you can get rid of them. We don't care. Yeah, but, well, they only talk actually, trash because they they know you're better than them. That's it. That's all. <laughs> there's actually about six six angry emails asking for Sam's immediate removal from the podcast. <laughs> yes, we're, we're no all everybody about loves speech. Sam. Yeah, no, we're all about free speech. After the beep and beep commentaries, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Last but not least, and we we mixed it up today, but Sammy, you certainly are not the least. Uh, we have a pool going this week to see how long it's going to take you to drop your first F-bomb, just to let you what know. The f- 
are you talking about? <laughs> uh, oh, look at that. Count, even though I'm, look at know, that. I'll probably still believe it just to um, make it sound funny. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, you know, mirror every what everyone has said, and and uh, give flowers to the community for the thirtieth episode participation. Give flowers to you three for your beautiful uh, performance on the thirty. I'm down for thirty more. I'm down for three hundred more, baby. But oh. I do nominate Horgal officially. Sam as gets my to replacement. stay for at least thirty more episodes. Dubs, we don't know about so. <laughs> Yeah, Horgal is the next host. Maybe even defense, maybe even a fifth. I don't know. He's he's down for another thirty, but he'll probably only show up for eighteen to twenty of them. Yeah, and he'll be yeah, twenty minutes late yeah, to yeah, each yeah, one yeah. of them. So <laughs> that is also true. Really, that is also peeling true. back the curtain here, guys. Uh, I love it. Yeah, you can tell this is such a sloppy intro, uh, which is yeah. which is great. We're kind of like in the hungover after party of the of episode. Yeah. True, that's fine. It's true. It, it, we had a nice crescendo at thirty. And we kind of, kind of uh, un, unfasten our belts and let our let our junk hanging out a little bit here wait that didn't wow. <laughs> what uh okay guys let's wow. you do <laughs> let's stuff weird going. over there in japan jig wow <laughs> it's early uh we'll keep pushing He's through into here, squid. um first timmy why don't you give a shout out to our patrons i know we had a couple of new peeps join in uh in the last couple of weeks so i'm gonna just go through and list all of them and then a special shout out to the uh two new ones this uh past month but uh I want to say thank you to all of our patrons and donors. Um, Noodle Tulpe, Daily23, Logan K. Stewart, Eindaloos, Warden Slayer, Meowgin, DNA Searcher have all been patrons for a while. And we had two new ones, Rucksack and Omsk joined up this month. So thank you all very much. We appreciate the support. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we've talked about all the stuff and whatever, but like, we really appreciate you guys supporting so cool. us and every little bit of what you do goes back into, uh, you know, server costs and all that for the podcast. And then anything left over, we put back into community stuff. So thank yeah. You yep. and, and just to let you know, guys, we've been having some discussions about how to, put some of this money back into the community. And we're thinking about some cool ways to give you some prizes or some other things. We're working on it. Stay, stay tuned. We've got some cool ideas planned for you. Nothing huge, but you know, some fun things to, uh, to throw back to the community. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Um, All right. Next double doves. Can you give us a quick overview of the episode today? I would love to. So we are going to be kicking things off with what would you do? Followed by a Nostra double Damas segment covering the Druid as a bit of more of a preview as uh, that just came out yesterday as of the date of this recording. So not a ton of uh, exposure to it, but we've seen the most of it so far. So we're going to get a preview of that from Nostra double Damas. After that, we're going to dive into the mailbag, which, you know, we're absolutely thrilled to get some more submissions this past, uh, you know, week for the podcast here. If there's anything else, absolutely send that on over. We're also going to be getting into card duel, which is a segment we talked about on episode 30. So we're going to be debuting that. And last but not least, we'll be getting into the community roundup. And there are some exciting things to report in terms of uh, new events and things like that in that uh, field. So buckle up. We've got a great episode for you all. What would you say you do here? 
Fantastic. All right. Well, that means, my friends, that it is time for What Would You Do? Submitted by our very own Meowgin. Um, Let me paint (laughs) the scene here. But before I do that, I also just want to mention that we have a really nice What Would You Do Discord channel. It's very active. There's always lots of interesting What Would You Do scenarios that are being posted and discussed all the time. So if you have a What Would You Do, take some screenshots, manual photos, make some drawings, sick figures if you want. Put them on in that Discord channel, my friends. We'll talk about it. Uh, This one. All right. Uh, So we got a ranger and a thief. Level 12. Uh, The thief has a Tyranor and a Grok, the two two eight-cost champions uh, in their discard pile. So you are on the back foot as the ranger. Uh, You have seven gold. And on the on the board you have uh, a street thug list the unseen our favorite man uh rake or rake no, master assassin uh close ranks the imperial three cost card and spark um and you have uh miros in your hand and i don't think there's anything else yeah and just your starter cards otherwise so miros guild mage is in your hand um so what would you do, my friends? I think I am the first up to talk about this. And I, aside from hit, hitting concede, um, I think what I would have to do is take Liss and the Spark, or maybe take the Spark and see what flips actually first, and then take Liss second if nothing good comes. Um, tempted to go close ranks just so you can have a little bit of healing, but I think the only way you're going to be able to overcome is with some luck and to start thinning your deck and get as, getting as much damage as you possibly can. Rake, Rake is uh, attempting to be able to take out the, the champs, but um, I don't think it's your best shot at winning this game. So that is my opinion. What do you think, Matt Jigamalankpa Rooks? <laughs> Alright, now I, this is a pretty interesting one, I think. And Sam, what the solution you just gave is not bad. Um, just for the sake of being a little different, I'm going to say, let's go, let's go with rake. I'll go with rake and hope, uh, that I can just line them up to, t- to take out, uh, Tyranor and, and, and Grack. Um, Liss is good for the guard. I think the scrap is going to take too long to really make a difference. Um, the close ranks could be actually appealing to if you had any other imperial but you have zero so it's just like oh man that sucks yeah um yeah Uh, i'll I'll just say rake so so i also want to point out that there's a snake pet in your discard pile so you got a snake pet build here which can stun a target guard which would be great against grack and tyranor there which makes me want to get rake a little less because I have or, that already. Mm, maybe you had both, and then you could. Yeah. Be a super or either stunner. way, I I don't I don't think that's a bad call. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of leaning that I would spark close ranks and uh, track. Track. That's not a bad one either. I I think there's lots of options, and I'm definitely feeling behind here because I got Miros. And the other thing with close ranks is 
I've got Miros. I've got a snake pet. I've already got two champs to go with it. If I buy any more, like it's just going to make close ranks even better. Yeah, the damage option so, would be nice, probably. Yeah. The the thing about I do like the I do like if I didn't do that, I'd probably go with Liss because as a ranger, I'm going to get that that scrap faster, not faster than Tyranor. But it's going to be faster than a, like a thief normally would, or whatever. As a ranger, I'm cycling and even faster, if you get so. stunned, you'll be able to cycle them back yeah. really quicker than yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, so I'll hop in next here. <clears throat> um, I think that as we've identified, we are losing in this game, and that is part of what makes this. What would you do? Interesting. It's like. Yeah, you are in a tough spot. How are you going to play to your outs? And so when I think about that a little bit, I'm thinking about uh, so our opponent, not only like they really have a lot of good stuff going for them in a way they have, you know, damage stapled onto these champions. The champions themselves are providing healing. And then Tyranor is going to be providing so much sacrifice. So you think like, what am I trying to beat? If it's kind of like that paper, rock, scissors of damage and scrap and healing, you know, uh, <laughs> if this person just had a lot of damage, I'd be like, okay, where's the healing or how do I beat it with healing? But that kind of makes it a lot more complicated. All that said, I do think that I want to be trying to race this person in this game as the ranger. And still, that is going to be difficult, though, because they are on lift. Uh, if we po- look at that, mm-hmm. um, so they're going to be able to spam that on us and kind of comfortably ride this out. So, again, it, it is a tough position. I think I still would try to race them if they lock up their econ with, you know, spamming their skill and aren't purchasing as much. Maybe they won't be able to develop their deck so much. So um, <clears throat> I think I definitely like leading with close ranks and seeing what flips. And then I think I am with Tim here on getting the close ranks after that. Um, I like the damage potential that it has. You said Hold lead with close ranks. You oh, mean did I? Oh, I'm. Thanks. Yep. Spark into close ranks. Yep. Thanks for the cool. catch there, okay. guys. Yep. That is what I meant. Um, spark into close ranks, get a good amount of damage. And then um, next turn, it looks like we're going to probably be able to get lists. Uh, mm-hmm. And our opponent is not going to be able to. So <clears throat> I'll probably target lists there next. And then um, between like hanging on to that headshot to take out a champion, having the yeah. snake, having all this damage and a list like that's kind of the game plan I'm going to be trying at the early onset here. Yeah, I, I would definitely be holding on to that headshot to take out one of the big champs when I don't have the damage that turn, not right. using it to get a draw or any of that yep. stuff. At this point, those are two big champs. You're wanting to save that to take one out. So on this one, it's kind of great because we're all kind of going different directions aside from you guys. But I mean, what are you thinking is your best shot? Maybe you pull a deception and you can start pulling stuff into your deck directly. Maybe you get a bunch of like a discard lockdown. I think those are kind of the two things that I'm thinking would like allow you to pull it out. Are you going to are you going to try to build a champ wall? Like, what are you guys going for to try to? dig out of this i like the ideal situation i'm getting damaged to try to not you know take those champs down and like try to race that that yeah sacrifice it's just aggro all the way but but like dub said they're healing with lift it's not going to be easy yeah yeah yep it's a bad it's a bad situation (laughs) so we take a look into the discord here and see that uh 
several options were offered, including Concede. Uh, Concede did not win, though. All right. So uh, we had (laughs) Spark get six votes, and then we also had Rake get six votes. Mm. So um, actually tied up there, which I think is really interesting. The thing that I didn't call it out there specifically that I don't like about Rake is that we're giving our opponent that Spark, and they're going to be scrapping down and spark factions with grok so it, that just feels like a big liability to me to there but um i can see rake doing some work as well so i get it um <clears throat> moving on though to some of the responses we got uh rip said he's gonna take the sparks who it flips don't need them getting that on top of all the other good stuff they've already heisted <clears throat> and then he's probably gonna take list next and see if the scrap can get him back into the game and he's even gonna maybe take a shot at the rake next turn and save the snapshot for taking out one of the big boys. Mm-hmm. Up next, um, Filterphobe recommends that, you know, it was a misplay by the thief and they should have taken the street thug. So, you know, <laughs> certainly <laughs> can't fall. I, that I like the play. way this guy Absolutely. thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's a daily, professional. Daily 23 throwing out there that he's going to get the spark and see what flips. The close ranks is tempting just purely to stop them getting it on top of the 2A cost, and he's also not going to use the snapshot as you'll need it uh, later. Um, <clears throat> up next, Logan pointing out that the snake is great in this situation. Mm-hmm. Strong snake advocate there, Logan is. And then he'd probably go with... He loves the snake, with... man. He loves <laughs> he does. the snake. He wields it well. Um, he thinks that he's going to take Rake, let the thief get close ranks and spark, and then he gets to take Liss. Um, so then with your two stunners plus saving your snapshot, you've at least got a chance, uh, in the matchup, Sammy, uh, weighing in there. We'll skip that. (laughs) And then, uh, noodle (laughs) taking, uh, saying noodle saying that the rake actually looks tempting here, but I agree with rib spark. And then probably list have a higher priority would be good to get rake later. Thanks everyone for weighing in on this. What would you do? Second? Yeah, it's a good one. It's a pretty, it's not an easy one. And sometimes those are the mm-hmm. fun ones to look at because oftentimes, as you know, we are faced with bad situations in the game. So, yeah. And, and cool. I think there's multiple routes you can take and it's just, which, which chances do you want to go for? Yeah. And to be honest, it's going to come down to you getting some good shuffles and your opponent yep. getting some bad shuffles. And if that happens, you have a chance. And I think, yep. uh, what was this? Omsk who submitted this? No, it was Meowgan. It was Sorry. Meowgan. Sorry. Meow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so I wonder how she actually did here. Um, you, you might be able to find what she did, <laughs> what, what she did in there. Okay, guys. Uh, now, before we head on to the next segment. Oh, what? Wait, what's that noise? Uh-oh, guys. We have a special announcement. We have a very special segment that has been prepared by... The one, the only, the cat's meow, Alex Rogers. He's prepared a very special edition of what would you do? Uh, I'll let him introduce and explain it now. Welcome to everybody's favorite new game show, Looking for Lethal. That's right, we give you a scenario set up where there is a very intricate way for you to find Lethal, and it is your job to find it within 60 seconds. Can you do it? Let's find out. Oh, man, I'm excited. I can't do it. Can I go to the explanation? <laughs> yeah, now let's ready? go to the explanation link. Here we go. 
Uh, I just also want to say, Alex, I love you. And that's hilarious. Great announcer voice, my friend. Okay. As I'm reading out the scenario, our contestants on the podcast will have 60 seconds in order to find lethal. So get ready, contestants, in three, two, one, here we go. Okay. Three, two, one, here we go. Okay. Now hold on a second. Now I've got the screenshot here that we're going to look at as we do this. By the way, this will also be added to the. To the Discord so people can play along at home. Okay, here's the screenshot, guys. Have that open and then click on the setup audio. Here's what we're looking for our opponent is a fighter at level three with 27 HP. In our hand, we have Rasmus, Tyranor, Deception, Recruit, and Death Touch. Unfortunately, we have to discard one of these before we can get started. On the top of our deck, we have Dark Energy and Throwing Axe, two guaranteed draws before we flip into our discard. In the discard, we have four single gold pieces, Longsword, Ruby, Two Prophets, Bribe, Smash and Grab, Rake, and the Lowly Tithe Priest. In our market, we have Wolf Shaman, Prophet, Death Cultist, Dark Reward, and Borg. Reminder, this is at level three, so your skill only does two damage. Can you find lethal to get 27? Good luck, contestants. Okay, the main thing is, uh, I think you're going to have to think about how to use the market and then get the draw those two cards. those Because you have seven damage, and then you're going to flip your deck and mm-hmm. hopefully draw into something else there. Okay, guys, take 60 seconds and then type your answer into the chat. And we're finishing up in five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. Put your pens down. Did you find lethal? All right, guys. You ready? Here's what I think. And it's going to depend, I think, a lot on what you draw when you flip, when you shuffle. But what I would do is I'm going to discard the recruit uh, Mm -hmm. just because it's not going to help you, obviously, get, get lethal. Um, then I'm going to play Tyranor and uh, sack two golds. I think you said there's at least four golds in your discard, so sack the golds. Uh, then I'm going to draw with Deception. All right, and no matter what, you're going to get the axe and the uh, or no, no, dark energy. Dark, dark energy, dark energy, or the axe, right? But the axe isn't going to draw because you're not going to have. Uh, the damage yet all right so if if you draw the axe first you're going to have to use your ability to get to the damage to draw the next card okay um if you draw the dark energy hmm? not necessarily because you can you can get deception to get something to hand that'll give you damage too you could i I think i want to wait to flip though until i nope go ahead finish your explanation anyway all right so Basically, I'm going to make sure I shuffle first. And if I need to, um, you're right. If I use my ability, I'm only going to have two left. I want to be able right. to buy the dark reward for that six damage. Mm-hmm. That's going to work into this right. somehow is what I'm thinking. All right. So I'm right. hoping I get the dark energy. Then I can draw two. I get the axe. I get to draw another one. So I get to draw as many cards as I, as I want. And then, or not as I want, but like, I think that's three cards, right? It's going to shuffle our deck. Hopefully we get something good. Even if it's only a gold, I think then we'll have enough money to buy Dark Reward. Okay. Well, how about you guys? So I'm going to, I'm going to 
it doesn't matter too much. I'm going to get rid of recruit. And before I flip stuff, I'm going to play Tyranor to sack some stuff out. Um, but I'm going to play Deception. I'm going to play Rasmus. I'm then uh, I'm going to have both that axe and uh, dark energy. And so I'll, you know, play those. I'll, I'm going to end up flipping my deck and drawing. And as long as I can draw a gold, I'm going to get dark reward to hand with deception. And then mm-hmm. I, w- I would save one of the draws. Like I haven't drawn from Tyranor yet. If I'm drawn from the ax and dark energy, and then I can profit top deck with Rasmus to get four more. And I'm trying to add that up and I'm at 11, 12, 13, 19, 23, 25. So if I drew something that has any damage, damage I've got lethal. And if not, then uh, I'm reevaluating stuff at that point. But yeah. Yeah, Okay. So the profit, uh, the Rasmus profit was a, yeah. 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 I thought about that too, but it's only four, but it'll get you close. Yeah. All right. That's a good one, Tim. I mean, it's also going to depend on what flips from dark reward. And I think you need to get a little lucky, yeah. But yeah, yeah, cool, right. right? Sammy, how about you? Yeah, it was it was kind of hard to to visualize uh, everything. So um, that is my caveat uh, and excuse if I make a bad call. Um, I was looking at it and I thought maybe Alex was trying to trick us, be a little tricky here. I could only get to nineteen, so I thought, well, maybe you go the unconventional route. Well, I, I no- normally wouldn't do this, but you know, if you just if you just have to go YOLO and this is the last chance you have, maybe you do have to ditch Tyranor so you can guarantee you get that dark reward into your hand. Because I don't see another no, way no. to get it. How do you get it in there otherwise? You have to flip so, something. So if you have Deception and Rasmus, you could always top deck profit before you like finish all your draws and stuff. And you get that there and you'd be able to get dark reward to hand. It's a play order thing. But like you have four if you get rid of Recruit. Because if you get rid of Tyranor, you're losing two draw off of Dark Energy and Tyranor. You don't want to lose yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Well, you do, if you get the Dark Reward into your hand, then you get the draw from the the Axe and the Dark Energy. Is kind of what I was thinking with that. But you would lose, you would still have three draw that way. So, I don't know. I only made it to 19, and I, I'll just tell you what I was thinking of. I don't know if it's the right one. I, I probably need more time to, to puzzle it out. But I was saying, ditch Tyranor. And then do the deception draw. Um, Ditch Tyranor? The, yeah, that's what, that's, I, that's what I was just okay. thinking out, you know, out loud. Yeah, okay. do the deception. Right, let's go to Chris. Uh, Chris, what do- would you do in this situation here, man? <laughs> You're such a dick. I love it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's just like, Sam, doesn't matter. You only got the 19. <laughs> Ditching Tyranor. No, I got okay. the 19. Well, no, well, what would you, what's the reasoning for ditching Tyranor really quick, Sam? No, it's fine. Move on. No, come on. No, no, no. Seriously. What's He's crying now, Jake. Why why would you what what's the advantage of recruit over Tyranor? Um cuz you could buy dark reward that way. For sure. I don't see any way with uh, dark energy coming and the axe coming. Basically, you're guaranteed the draw from Tyranor. So it'd be a bad right. move to discard him. Yeah. I mean, it's not a good move to discard him. I I I definitely agree with that, but I just want to You'll get Saying the five that if you only have Tyranor in your axe and you drew the deception with that, even if you top deck profit, you can't draw it because you only have six damage to do that unless you pop your ability, but then you can't afford the dark reward. Yeah, the, uh, popping the ability is a bad idea, I think. 
Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But I still think you can well, do it. Um, you can yeah. always deception profit to your hand if you get super if unlucky with stuff and then top yeah. deck the dark reward and draw it with one of your draws. And yeah, that's, as long as that, you're saving. My man makes sense. It's that the I Rasmus agree. top decking and the deception. Those are the two. How are you going to use those? Yeah, those are the things? keys. And you can kind of interchange it. them a little bit, maybe. But yeah. Anyway. All right. I just Chris, thought Alex was going to be tricky, so I was like, "What?" Oh, what this is, is a tricky one. This is a cool one. Yeah, Chris, what do you think? So the <laughs> screenshot that we have here go. shows the death <laughs> touch as having been discarded. Be so I just kind of ran with that uh, in the quick sixty seconds that we had. I found a way that like guarantees i think 25 and then you get one extra draw after you flip your deck to like hope to draw into the damage but i'm asking myself like don't you think alex sent us this with like a for sure lethal that's available like that's the thing of the puzzle like whether you draw throwing axe or dark energy doesn't matter what you draw you have the ability here to guarantee lethal so that's where i've been racking my brain a little bit but definitely yeah. was drawn to the profit and the dark reward as you guys were but mm-hmm. rather than um discard the recruit I thought about leaving that in hand because then you can like pay for your skill and it just uh, the econ flows a little more nicely to be able to get both of those, I think. And then you're still guaranteed your skill. But it still only adds up to 25. No, well, here's my thinking, Dubs, is that no matter because he said there was a tithe priest in the discard, right? So my thinking is that no matter how you do it, you'll you'll probably have one gold left over um, in your in your hand. And so even if you get the tithe priest, you can pop your ability. And then get that extra two damage. But I don't know if you're you could get factoring two dam- an ability. Oh, wait, too. no. I was thinking Street Thug, not Tithe Priest. Never mind. <laughs> well, do we have yeah. the answer? Can we? Uh, we do. Check that and, out. And, and before uh, he recorded some audio answers, but before we do, we can look at the screens too to show what happened as he, as he went through. Okay. Um, oh, very nice. All right. So first, let's listen. So for your correct answer, here's what you're going to do. You're going to start by discarding Recruit. Now, you're going to play Tyranor. Go ahead and sacrifice two of those one gold cards out of your discard because it's just good practice, even though it doesn't matter right now in this scenario. Same thing with Death Touch. Go ahead and play that and sacrifice, and then play Rasmus. You have eight damage available. Now, you're going to go ahead and play Deception. Finish drawing through your deck, but do not flip into your discard. So, if you get Throwing Axe, go ahead and play it. You get Life Drain, go ahead and play it and draw but do not flip into your discard. Now, you'll have 17 damage available in your hand and on the board with four gold as well. So how do you find the other 10 damage to get to 27? What you're going to do is you're going to buy profit off the board. Now, what that does, you're going to buy it with deception, bring it directly to your hand. That increases your gold in hand from four to five. Now that allows you to buy dark reward with Rasmus and put it on top of your deck. Use your last draw from Tyranor to flip to the top of the deck, and now you have, or to draw off the top of your deck, and now you've got your 27 damage for lethal. Optional, if you want to just rub it into your opponent's face, you can definitely use an extra draw in there to flip your deck and maybe find some extra damage, and definitely use your final two gold in order to do two more damage with your skill. Then if you want, you can laugh out maniacally and click for lethal. That's how you find lethal. Okay, so now let's take a look at what I actually did to find lethal, which is not the optimal way. So, instead of pitching recruit, I mistakenly pitched death touch, thinking I'm going to pull dark reward to my hand, so I don't need that extra 
Necros in hand to activate the draw from Tyranor. Well, this is true, but I lost four damage in the process, which was a mistake and a misplay. But it's okay, because I still found lethal. So, played Deception, threw everything off the top of my deck, and then accidentally actually used one of my other draws to flip the deck before I put Dark Rewards to the top or prop it into my hand. Well, at this point in time, I accidentally drew one of those single gold pieces that was left. That's right. Even though I scrapped out two of them, I drew a single gold. Well, now I had to get creative. So I went ahead and pulled Dark Reward into my hand, thinking, all right, well, that'll at least give me my final draw with Tyranor, and then we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll get lucky there. So I brought Dark Reward to my hand, and lo and behold, you know what fell into the market? Life Terrain. The exact eight damage that I was missing in order to get lethal. So, flipped Life Terrain to the top of my deck, went ahead and drew with Tyranor, and magically found lethal with a lot of luck. So, I recommend doing it the correct way, but sometimes it's fun just to test Lady Luck and see if she'll give it to you anyway. So he didn't discard anything. He didn't discard anything. Yeah, he still has the yeah, you're lying hand. here. I guess he discarded. Well, I think he must have discarded the death, death touch, touch, and he made a mistake yep. when he was well talking about the recruit. Uh, we were all kind of close. There we go. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. Super cool concept, and I'll figure out how to add this to the Discord as well, so listeners can try to uh, listen, maybe pause the podcast, and then try to figure it out on their own too. But once again, Alex, despite some technical uh, and real life uh, curveballs, awesome segment idea, and we enjoyed it. Just a quick little addendum here at the end of looking for lethal. Due to an error on my part, I actually showed the podcast the second screenshot instead of the first one with um, Death Touch already discarded. That explains some of our confusion there. In my defense, I was doing it all blind. I, I received the emails and audio and screenshots from the cats and was trying to arrange it without looking at, at any of it. So that's what happens when you're trying to do this live recording. Anyway, all of the screenshots are, post, are posted to Discord now um, in a nice, easy to understand way. So I hope you enjoy it and can follow along that way. Uh, next, we can transition into the main focus where we're going to have a, another special appearance from our very own Nostra Double Juridamus. Alrighty, here we go. Greetings, it is I, Nostra Double Damas, a wizard with glimpses of the future of Thandar. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> oh yeah. Hello, Realm of Thandar. We see a new hero has entered the realm. In my crystal ball, I view the druid, and yet their appearance is quite hazy and not quite fully come into form. Stay a while and listen. 
Alrighty, what's up everybody? So, as you know, Druid hit the beta yesterday, and it is an exciting time. We have uh, all the skills to talk about, all the abilities to talk about, and we have uh, some of the upgrades to talk about. So, uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten all the screenshots. It just came out yesterday. We uh, have most of them. Uh, we have levels of five and seven and nine but nothing for 11 and 13 so hedgehog okay that's all we got to talk about is a hedgehog well that's great lead and let's just talk about the base kit real quickly yeah. here then guys so that. um i was going to talk about uh, what exactly is in the starter in the deck. starter deck yep yep so we've got five gold and mm-hmm. a ruby mm-hmm. we've also got a squirrel uh that generates one economy we've got the fox that gives two damage we've got the hedgehog that gives two health and they are all non-guard champions with one defense and then we have something gnarly here the gnarled staff it gives you two combat gnarly and it says if you have three or more champions in play draw a card which um Obviously, in this starting deck, we have three champions. So there are some hands where you can actually draw off this gnarled staff before making any purchases. Um, There's some implications with that that we can dive into in a little bit, I think. But basically, I'll just say it now quick. You can, in deck one, have some control over flipping your deck. And it's kind of a cool thing to be able to have. So that is the starter deck to kick things off. The uh, skill tree, let's go ahead and jump there first. Uh, We start off with Forest Rage. It is two gold to use to expend it. It grants you one combat for each champion you have in play. So that's what you start with. Now there's the left side and the right side. The left side is going to focus more on damage. So if you upgrade that once to the left side, it's going to give you one combat no matter how many champions you have. And then the standard ability of one combat per champion. So it scales up a little bit there. And then you've got Forest Vengeance, which gives you two combat no matter how many champions you have. And then one combat per champion you have in play. So then um, let's take it over to the right side now. Spirit of the Forest, it will grant you two health when you expend it. And then it will give you one combat for each champion you have in play. And then the third, if you go all the way right, is four health. And then one combat for each champion you have in play. The middle is going to give you... It's actually the um, pretty interesting, I think. I like the middle the most probably is maybe a bit of a spoiler here, but um, it's one combat when you expend it for two gold, but then it grants one combat and one health for each champion you have in play. So boom, that was a lot of talking. Let's go ahead and just kind of uh, reactions on the base deck and the skill really quick guys. And then we'll hop into the ability. Mm, I I like it. Uh, I'll just jump in here first. I agree with you. I think the middle one that gives you healing and attack, it's the most tempting. It's the one I chose when I, I, uh, I've leveled up my Druid, I think, to level six so far. Uh, and that's the first thing I did was take my skill up all the way. And mm-hmm. it's been working so good. I thought the four healing looks nice on the right side, but um, the damage. I took just, that one in my first Druid. Did you? I, I, I think it'll be good. And depending on how you play yeah. and build out the rest of the build, I definitely think that'll work. 
The one I didn't mm-hmm. like was the left side, uh, which is just one just extra a pure damage, damage to totally give up on healing. So you're basically sacrificing all of your healing for <laughs> a single extra damage, which is uh, how's that? How do I say this? A little disappointing in the yeah. design choice. Yeah, it's it just it's, doesn't feel like it scales very yeah. well. It's you know, it's, yeah. it, it doesn't scale well. The value you lose from giving up healing just to get one extra hit point is uh, not good. So, in my opinion, it's a mm-hmm. kind of a design flaw. I, and I bet yeah. you we'll see what happens, but no one's going to pick that build, and they're going to end up doing changing that later. Is my prediction for it? We'll see. And by the way, guys, these are just previews. These are beta about to be beta tested previews they could they're probably going to true true and i this looks like a prime one Uh, that's my initial thoughts so so i did the i did the four healing and one damage for each of the champion for the skill on my first one because i thought it was a good idea we'll see it's doing all right i'm doing i'm having fun with it but i'm only like level like seven or eight or something like that right now so um but like the level three kit is definitely fun. I I don't like squirrels. I work in the cable <laughs> industry and they chew on the cables. And that means I have to like replace cables going to people's houses because of squirrels. Wow. So um, I love the hedgehog. I love the fox. I love the other animals. I hate the squirrels. So uh, that's my uh, initial. Funny enough, you're like happy video. to see the squirrel early because it gives econ. Yeah, it's kind of the one you want because <laughs> it chews up your right. cable and takes all your money away. The, the good right. news Those is, cables. Tim, or earns you money, Tim. The, keeps the, you, keeps you gonna, employed. the druid's going to give you plenty of opportunities to massacre lots and lots of squirrels. So that's, <laughs> I know. Look at this. That is true. I, I, yeah. I just sacrificed that one right away. So yep. <laughs> just second. Uh, I just, I just imagine myself up on up on a, a a pole, you know, in a rear easement, and I I just shake that squirrel off of the hard line, and it falls down. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> oh my god, I love. Okay, that. well, glimpse into the cable man's life. I love it. <laughs> Indeed, let's let's jump into the abilities just to keep things rolling here. So this is where, as abilities, you'll recall, level one and level two tend to be stinkers, and then level three is when we get into the real business of it all. So level one, mm-hmm. animal strength, sacrifice it to grant two combat. So one sucks. One shot of damage. Yep, it's not great. Uh, yep. Then bear strength, which is greater than animal strength by one combat. Yeah, because when you sacrifice <laughs> bear strength, <laughs> but at least you're a bear. Yeah, you uh, get Rawr. three combat off of the bear strength. So now let's take it into bear form where things really get interesting here. So bear form, when you sacrifice mm-hmm. it, you get three combat. And it says until yeah. your next turn, gain toughness four, and your non-guard champions can't be attacked. Now let's talk about toughness four. Toughness four prevents the first four damage you would take each turn. So I think there's a lot to break down here. So before we get into the iterations of the skill tree, let's just take a minute to talk about bear form. I, I want to stop for one second and I would say, Matt, do you remember talking to me like a year and a half or two years ago about how we would fix some stuff with the wizard and like this temporary shield that you could get sort of thing? It's toughness, it. buddy. Yep. They <laughs> put it on the druid. Yep. Anyway, go ahead. Yep. No, that's it. I mean, basically, yeah. so um I, 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 like, I, like I like the bear form. Um, it's really cool. I think the best part is that your non-guard champions can't be attacked. 
or Target the or app. however it's phrased. Yeah. Yep, and they so, get this like, cool purple on them to show uh-huh. they're protected. So I like, I like to like leave the I then I can keep them out of a shuffle if I want to, or if oh, I know yeah. I have that 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 staff that I can coming up that I can I can guarantee that I get the draw off of the it. The narrowed sort of staff thing. or the yeah. uh, upgrades Gnarled. later when we'll talk about oh, yeah. flourishing one. flourishing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I have to tell you a joke my my mom my mom has a shirt that says flourish but it's it's spelled on like two lines and i keep joking with her that she's very flowery nice <laughs> I, I like that it's a really okay. stupid joke but my kids love it that's a great i'm all about the alternate pronunciations man yeah. i haven't it's the uh, flourishing staff yeah, as rocky yeah. as rocky reminds us <laughs> yeah so okay on the ability side then if we go to the left it's kind of cool these are all different types of bears that you become so if you go to the left at the second level of uh progressing this one it's grizzly form which will give you four combat until your next turn gain toughness five and your non-guard uh champions can't be attacked so both your damage and your toughness scale up with grizzly form and let's go all the way far left so this is the final upgrade if you go far left we're in polar bear form six combat until your next turn gain toughness six and your non-guard champions can't be attacked so the left side just scaling up on the quantity of toughness and combat now we're going to go far right side so if we go from bear form to the right we're going to be in spirit bear form now here we're going to get three combat and it says put a woodland champion from your discard pile into play until your next turn, gain toughness four and your non-guard champions can't be attacked. So we see that our combat and toughness stay the same on the right side, but we start to get woodland champions from our discard pile into play. And of course, the woodland champions refers to the fox, the squirrel, and the hedgehog. And, and whatever other woodland champions you get later on. Ah, that's, yes, very that's good a good point. point because they get better. As yeah, you, up, as you well, th- there's also <laughs> other animals you can add in there, like some yep. birds and stuff. Two Bunny. things here, guys. Two <laughs> things here. First, I was talking to Joel off t- off the record on this, and oh apparently they're still Stop. thinking about the polar bear form. the The name is oh. still they're still working workshopping the name, but apparently, cocaine bear form is in. <laughs> wow, it's, it's in the yes. it's, it's, it's but that would be a black bear that needs to be a black bear but okay, yes so, that's amazing second oh, point that is, was a stupid joke but i'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you laughed. i love it um next thing is it's not a joke but uh pure bear form brings two woodland champions from your discard and that yes. gives you four t- toughness that seems better than the spirit grizzly form to me oh yeah so i yeah maybe that's the far far misspoke yeah. a yeah. little bit the pure bear is the ultimate one. On oh, okay. Yeah, I, did, I didn't man. feel like I'd introduced that one yet. Got it, got it. Okay. So spirit grizzly is the middle tier on the right. Yep. Or, yep. Spirit or, bear, uh, spirit bear, spirit grizzly is the middle tier three. Oh, the middle tier three. Okay. And polar bear. And then is there's the, spirit bear, which is the tier two on the side. Okay. All right. So it's grizzly cocaine and spirit. <laughs> 
Just a dear listener, okay. if you're not confused <laughs> yeah. now, just keep listening. Way to go, yeah, Matt. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll we try will, to get, um, If you're not more. confused now, just do some cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, that polar bear does look mad. He's he's definitely I was going to make a joke, but no. I no was going to on the pure bear form, the art on that bear is super serious. I just have to say like oh, he's yeah, like he is. I love the not taking he's not taking any of Sam's crap. All of it. All of the druid artwork is is just love. Love it. Um, and we will at we'll figure out how to have um, comprehensive uh, screenshots on on the yeah. show notes for you guys too. By the time we, we submit this, so. within a couple of days they'll all be up on Discord. Because if other people don't get them all up there, I will do it. I just haven't had time. I actually yeah. have them through level six, I think. Uh, but that's okay. nice. Yeah, I haven't gone further. Anyway, so let's um, let's get pure bear form out there totally, so the listeners can hear a quick so it's three combat and then two woodland champions from your discard into play and then you gain the four toughness and the non-guard champions can't be attacked so that's far right so you're all in on the woodland champions the bottom middle the compromise between the two as jig kind of alluded to it's not very tempting in either direction it's um four combat put a woodland one woodland champion from your discard pile into play until your next turn gain five toughness. So it's just giving you a little bit of everything. And sometimes a little bit of everything can be good, but I really think I'm going to be wanting to get two of these woodland champions. Are you guys thinking pure bear form? Probably. I'm kind of thinking polar bear form. It's either so, yeah. one of those two, the six damage. Yeah. yeah. And six I, I think either side huge. I the think thing, either side the, has its, it's appeal. Yeah. The thing that but I think initially I'm going to start with the pure damage one. I feel like, um, you know, that, that, uh, Reddit, uh, am I the asshole? Have you heard, you know, that uh-huh. one, and there's like a need more information, uh, category. I feel like that's it. Cause I don't know what, <laughs> what the end level, um, woodland creatures are like, if they're good, then yeah, maybe pure bear form is what I want to go with. But I'm not, a, I, I remember seeing some screenshots of it from the, from the stream mm-hmm. with wise better. wizard. But the idea of using polar bear form on champions I can buy from the row is appealing. So from yeah. what I know right now, without knowing what those woodland champions are, I would probably lean polar bear now, but that could change. I don't think um, you can. It's woodland champions are your starting deck champions. I don't think it's ones you can buy from the row, but no, no, no. Upgrades. No, no. I mean, the as you level upgrades, oh, upgrades like the rabbit in the the right. bird, not, not market cards though. Yeah, you right. can't. Correct. Like, market cards can't be. Yeah, the upgraded woodland champions is is the X factor for me. I don't know what that is, and I think, but I think your toughness applies to market champions, right? Or does it only apply to if your it's woodland? not guards, they will get the where they can't be attacked. Yeah, and yes. toughness yeah. only applies See, to you, the player, but they can be stunned by stun effects like rake. Or stun target right. champion can get rid of them. I see. Beautiful. So you get the toughness. Your non-guard champions can't be and, attacked. And okay. and I haven't kept up with all the the talk back and forth, but I know there's some talk about like like Valius and like the Serpentine Staff and Fireball, how that's supposed to work or not supposed to work. And I'm not sure that we've had a definite answer on how there it's are. all supposed to go yeah. yet. Yeah, so that's being worked out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and we'll go into more detail about this stuff later. This is just kind of our first impression and preview of the Druid class. So take take it yeah, for what it's it gonna is. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm having fun with it. It's going to be cool, and I think yeah. it's going to be one of those ones I, that 
Well, learning hold on. We'll how give, let's give this our, all works. We'll give our overall impressions for a little bit, but we, there's still a few more cards we can talk about, I think. I think yeah. we basically have all of them except for one uh, upgrade card so far. All right. So at the level five choice, we have the Flourishing Staff, which replaces which replaces <laughs> the gnarled staff, which is any chance you have you have Gnarly. to replace your gnarled staff with a flourishing one, you do it. Reasonable. Um, That's what she said. It gives <laughs> yep. an extra damage, so it jumps up to three damage. But the real good thing about it is that it draws if you only have two champions in play now. The original yeah, gnarled so staff, often. you need three champions, which is not good because mm-hmm. it's hard. That's huge. Do that. So yeah. this is a really yep. good choice, I think. Uh, uh, this is yeah. what I chose for my first build, by the way. Yeah, I chose the staff. I, I think we're going to see that all around. The thing to add further of what I don't... Did you say the honeycomb already? No, no let, let me do the second part. Yeah, all oh, right. So okay, the second okay. choice is the honeycomb, um, which replaces a gold. And it's actually you know pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. It gives you one gold, or you can do three damage with it. So it's like a super gold that gives you a little damage flexibility. I like right. it, but just not as much. The extra... the Getting that I, I extra think, draw or easier is so much, so much better. I yeah. thought about this choice for a while. I did too. Honestly, yeah. I, I thought it, it was. I thought it was really close. So I think either one's a decent choice here. What do you guys mm-hmm. think about the idea though that like um, replacing a gold kind of adds a card to your deck that you're like less likely to want to sacrifice? If that makes sense, it's almost like when you swap mm-hmm. out. Um, for your keen knife, you don't want to sacrifice your keen knife anymore or something like that. Well, then I don't know well, if you get to the point where you're going to, you have to do that. It's probably a good sign for you or your, yeah. your scrap just got bad luck. And I, I just I got rid of all much. the rest of the gold in my deck by the time I'm sacrificing this. So if I'm at that point, I'm okay it, with, here's how I made yeah. my final decision, right? The, uh, gnarled staff gives you two damage, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, the flourishing staff is giving you that extra damage and increasing your chances for the draw, which is the real value. But uh-huh. that one damage is big. This replace a gold is giving you a possibility of three extra damage. But in reality, the cost of losing a gold. Yeah. The cost of losing a gold. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually only two more damage than the single damage you're getting from the flourishing staff. Yeah. So I don't know. And the way I valued all of the things the card's giving you, the flourishing staff just seems better valued. I, That's how I, I do like, yeah. I do like the honeycomb can be good early and late. Like you can use it for the gold early. You can use it for the damage late. I like the versatility. Yeah, of that. Absolutely. There's and a lot of I'm utility. I'm definitely going to try it out yeah. in the build and see how it plays. I just haven't had a chance to yet because yeah, I picked yeah. the other one. We're all still the flourishing on staff. True. Yeah. Yeah, that anyway, makes sense. It's a cool choice. And, you know, I, it's nice to see a choice where you actually have to think about it for a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At level five. Yeah. And it's, level I, five. Yeah. I got to say, getting two champions out is pretty easy with the druid, but getting three yeah. out and then getting, getting the three out is tough unless you have some shenanigans or you bought a bunch of champs from the market. Getting them out and keeping them yep. out is the tricky yeah. part, right? It's yeah, exactly. Out, but yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Uh, all right. Let's go into the level seven. Uh, upgrades here these are pretty interesting as well the first is a, a new woodland creature guys it's an owl uh, yes. a two guard uh, a two defense non-guard i should say champion all of the all of the, the druid <clears throat> champs are non-guard yeah okay um and the text says when this enters play it cannot be dealt damage until your next turn so it's going to stick out there at least one turn which is nice and uh, what does it but, do jig 
but the Bell. expendability is really nice. Draw one and then discard one. So it really helps you yes. cycle your deck. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is probably the choice I'm going to choose, even though I haven't gotten to seven yet. Yes. Um, the other choice is the Heartwood Splinter, which is one heal and draw a card. That's it. It's just an item. However, <clears throat> when an effect causes you to discard a card, like a thief ability or a wildling card that makes you discard, you can choose to... Um, if you discard that card, you draw one. Yeah, so you discard the Heartwood Splinter, and then you draw a card from your deck. So I actually- love that mechanic, but I think mm-hmm. the fact that you get two guaranteed cycles with the Owl, because you get it the first turn you play, and it can't be dealt damage, and then you get to do it again the next turn, just makes it really good. You're going to get at least yep. two with it, right? It's awesome. Yeah. And the Heartwood Splinter That's- is only going to be very situational when you actually get but the ability. On, on the upside, though, it's a pure draw where you don't have to discard. Yeah. So- there, well, there's that. The other thing that I like, too, is that the Heartwood Splinter, when you use it, will give you two draws on that same turn, which is obviously better. You want the draws you know, immediately. No, it gives you I, I one draw on that turn, Sam. No, but I said if you use the if there's an effect that causes you to discard it, then you draw one. No, because if you well. discard it, right. then you can't use it to draw. Yeah. Basically, but you draw if you, one. Oh, you're right. What the hell? Then that sucks. Okay, you're, yeah. You're just basically always drawing one with that card. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But great. it's a pure draw, and well, in the I situations mean, where you have to discard, <clears throat> I don't mind discarding. I mean, it normally, is good especially to have, that's your starting deck. Like it yeah, is good to have go draw cards. In your starting deck. Like, yeah, they can yeah, come in handy, yeah. especially with the dungeon stuff with all the top decking stuff you can do. Draws but, are good. But the owl is yeah. just better. It does better. Well, and, and, and the other thing is the owl is another champ mm-hmm. to to work with your staff and and all of the, and with all the druidy <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, like, there's the other side to it. Whereas, like, where I kind of felt like, oh, it's... I'm leaning towards the owl, but it's it's, you know the pure draw looks good, but then I'm like, Oh yeah, but this one's a champion. It's going to just sync well with the Druid kit. I think better. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think we're in agreement on that now. Unfortunately the, Oh no, we do have one more set here and then I get in on the level seven quick. Oh yeah. We don't care what you think dubs. You're not on the podcast anymore. Oh snap. It happened right in the middle of the episode in front of everybody. (laughs) Go ahead, buddy. So uh, I noticed that the woodland creatures have their own special frame, and I confirmed it with the starting deck. So that's kind of cool. If it's like a druid starter card, whether it's a woodland companion or uh, a non-woodland companion, it has a specific frame. So I think that's cool. Um, But then definitely agree with the points you guys are making that I'm going to be going owl. But as a fan of making matchup specific builds, I could see myself one day making an anti-thief druid that does yes. run the mm-hmm. Heartwood Splinter. Could be good there. I'm for you know specifically against thieves. Got to. I'm going to try it out in a build at some point. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. For sure. Um, great uh, eye too on the uh, frame art there too. Double dubs. Let's just pray to the gods that they don't cover it up with those porcelain uh, item. Uh, ne- none border, of it's an item. They're not yeah. items. Okay. Well, okay. I yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna. Go the cleric yeah, champions don't have that weird frame. 
yeah. that you hate. So, well, the barbarian and the uh, alchemist still have their awesome art, so I'm hoping yeah. it stays that exactly. way. Exactly. Okay, I, I think it's an that. oversight. Never seemed necessary to me in the first place, but it's yeah. Not, yeah, don't give me anyway. Go ahead. It's, it gets me depressed. Level nine. Level nine, guys. <laughs> Armor. Um, this is pretty cool. There's two good choices here. Um, I know what I like. Just and I haven't even uh, gotten there yet, but just by looking at the thing, I'm like, ooh, that looks good. And I'll, I'll wait to say what I like after I tell them. Mm. But first is the circlet of flowers. Uh, it's got a. It, these are the armor choices, by the way. The damage thresh, threshold for the circlet of flowers is 30 health, and it allows you to put a card from your discard pile on the bottom of your deck. Yes, please. Sounds awesome. Or <laughs> yep. grass weave sash. Um, very fashionable, especially in summertime. Um, the <laughs> HP damage like th- <laughs> threshold is 10. So this one will stick around a lot longer than the uh-huh. circlet. And it, this gives you toughness 2 until your next turn. So basically every turn, you're going to get an extra 2 toughness, which is... That adds Which up, guys. You prevent two damage every turn yeah, until you get below 10 hit points. That's a lot. Yep. So, uh, and again, it doesn't turn off until you're under 10 health, which is pretty darn and, big. And the cool thing about toughness, like when people have used like their bear form or whatever when I'm playing, if I only have three damage and you have toughness four, I, I can't do any damage to you. So yeah. like... This adding two more than, especially if you have the upgraded bear form where it would block eight damage. If they don't have eight damage, you don't take any. They could have seven damage like this, you know, dark energy is in their hand and they have no other damage and you just negated all seven of that. Yep. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it seems pretty legit. Really tanky, like it, some of the potential yeah. for. I don't feel like it's going to be as tanky as a cleric that's focusing on it, but mm. it um, will be really interesting to see that one play out. Also, worth mentioning that toughness kind of like stacks above uh, hit points, so you can be at max hit points and still mm-hmm. be accumulating toughness. So oh, that yeah. kind of helps play into this tankiness strategy. That if you can get some life gain off the market, you can. Um, just kind of synergize there nicely but uh it's gonna be hard for me to find out because like jig i'm drawn to the circlet of flowers here i think but yeah it's it's too strong i'm with you guys on circlet of flowers i like that a lot so it puts a card from your discard to the bottom of your deck it's not a top deck right which i know nobody is saying that it is but like when when it's all the bottom draw attention to that it's so that's important it is, but and, here, and, and withdraw abilities and that sort of stuff, this can be super huge, but it also shuts off at 30 hit points when you start off with what 50. Yeah. yeah and you'll mm-hmm. be able to, I wonder what the HP, the HP upgrades must be five, like the wizard. Um, right. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so I'm like, just, that's going to be easy to shut off. You get it. it is. You yeah. Get to use but it twice. And if all you're throwing is starter cards or something on there, which is what's going to be, you're going to be using them on, on like hedgehogs and squirrels, guys. Yeah. In that case, it sucks, and I'd rather have toughness. Well, that's not true. The first yeah, couple cards you buy, yeah. you're going to be able. To you're do very. Um, yeah. Yep. Your first buy will go in there if if you're lucky. It's decent. My prediction <laughs> on you this might still. is the the circlet's going to be more fun, and so what I'm going to try first for sure. But the grass weave sash is probably the better armor. Uh, or it's going to, it'll have a better, a stronger effect on the win percentage of the Druid than the circlet will, is my guess, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
right. That's kind of uh, what I think. I think the circlet looks like it would be a lot of fun, but if it gets shut off too quick, like it, no, it'll be it's fun, fun yeah. for two turns. That grass weave sash though is basically it's like at least an extra twenty hit points a game, right? If you go ten right. turns, it's and which and you're probably going to go longer than that. So that's a lot of hit points, man. Yeah, that's a lot of dang hit points. Anyway, yeah. uh, Chris, what do you what do you think about this? What what, what are you going to lean towards here? Oh yeah, I'm going to try the circlet and let oh, somebody saying, else yeah. figure out what the grass weave sash build really is, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll try build out that. the I'll I'll try <laughs> out the grass sash. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Once I, you I, break I, it, I'll play it. And how cool. <laughs> hey, like, I, this is, I, I was, oh, Sammy, go ahead. Yeah, guys, I was just saying the grass weave sash might be really nice with the honeycomb, man. It'd be great. Don't you <laughs> think, Come man? On, it's going to be so good. Wow. Um, Get that, we, light up that splinter, bro. I, I know we were kind of pooping on the, um, uh, I think it was the ability difference like there the one that was uh i forget what it is now or, or maybe it was the skill the one that gives you damage and at the sacrifice mm-hmm. of all healing like why would you choose that that was kind of a poor design choice i gotta say though these upgrade cards uh pretty interesting choices and they're going to be lead to different yeah. play styles right the grass weave will be very different than doing hijinks with the circlet and uh some of the other choices you, as well so i think you're going to I don't know how viable it's going to be. It'll be interesting to see, but I, th- there's a opportunity possibly for even like an aggro druid or a healing druid, or you know what I mean? Like there's a few different ways you yeah, could go. With aggro it. might be tough. I don't know. You can um, upgrade your Fox to do like five damage in your starting deck. And then if you're doing damage with the ability and then you're living longer, then you have time to like get your engine going. But I don't know. I'm still, I'm still leaning circle it myself. Yeah. It'll be fun to play with. Um, that's all we have. Uh, I think we do have one level 11 choice that Barry Zembu posted. Um, so, it's called the Panther Eye Ring. Can you guys see this? I threw it in the show notes here. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. This looks like it's the level 11 choice. Uh, I don't know what the other one is. This is a item that gives you one damage and draws a card and a sacrifice ability. You and your champions cannot be targeted by opponents until your next turn. So it gives you and your champions immunity for a whole turn. That is pretty, pretty huge. Good. You know someone's going to get a big like 20 damage turn? That could be awesome at the end of the game. Um, okay. Well, here's the entangling roots. I'll, I'll read it. And again, we'll figure this yeah. out later, guys, in the show notes for you. But um, this is another – oh, this is actually an action – with the sacrifice ability. This is um, an action with an uh, innate ability to draw one and expend a target champion, which is pretty dang good. Uh, but the sack ability is draw one and expend another target champion. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically you can double it on do a turn, it twice. basically. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool card. I think I see though why uh, Barry chose the Panther Eye Ring. That seems like the ceiling is just way, 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 way higher what you can do yeah um cool um what were some of the other ones here let me cycle them through there was the what was it the rabbit so when this enters play draw one and then expend two of your dra- rabbits to draw one so i think you get two of those you get two yep. of them and you probably add them to your deck would be my yeah. uh would be my thing so, and then there is uh-huh. also the Sunbird, 
which is a two defense champion, uh, non guard champion. When this enters play, it can't be dealt damage until your next turn, and it gives you two combat and two healing. That's and beautiful really nice. birds on the. Artwork. I think I'd rather. Well, I don't know the the rabbits are good too because they draw when you play them, so they're kind of mm-hmm. uh, like little cantrip cards that just add more stuff. But I like that sunbird. To be honest, that's that's four damage. I think I like health. the sunbird. Yeah. sunbird more but i could see like if you have the two rabbits again that's getting more champions that none of these are guards but your opponent's not going to let you just keep these out yeah. either yeah. because that synergizes with what you want to do so you got to take them out and yeah. yeah if you have two rabbits out then you're drawing from that as well so yeah. All right, now yeah. there's Did one you... more there's one more upgrade card here, and I don't know there's no dual one to go with it. Um, so who knows what it is? But it's the Ursine Rod, mm-hmm. and this yeah. gives you one gold, but you can scrap it and pay four gold to reset one of your class abilities, which yeah, is insane. So basically, you could uh, bring back your Cocaine Bear form again for one more one more rampage through, through the forest after using it once insane oh, stuff man now this might not even be so i've seen a few upgrade cards in the card galleries that aren't in, that the, aren't game in the deck yet yeah so maybe that's one of them but uh, anyways pretty cool stuff guys all right now th- this is kind of a mishmash kind of really quick <laughs> impression of the druid cards but it dropped yesterday literally we haven't had that much time Did, to think so, about it. <laughs> so so i found that it plays somewhat similar to like how you'd play a wizard only different as well, but it's like champion wizard rather than action <laughs> wizard sort of thing. And it's similar in that respect that it's, you're not, you're not scrying and stuff with it. So it loses some of that stuff, but it almost feels like a similar play style to that in a way. How would that be different than a cleric though? What, what do you mean? How, how is it? How is you're a, not buffing any of your stuff up like a cleric does. Like you can go for the four healing and stuff for the skill, but like it definitely right. doesn't play like a cleric to me. Yeah. Like you can buy. There's some actions. You don't really care if you buy more champs or actions, although it seems like uh, your abilities work on champions that you buy too, though, doesn't it? Yes. So yeah, going champ heavy seems definitely viable way to go. You you can probably go without it. I, but. I guess I ju- I just see like the staff that when you have some of this stuff out, you get a draw is similar to like when Blazing you have those staff. actions, the mm-hmm. the flaming staff and stuff. So like, there's a lot of it. Really, you combine the cleric and the wizard together, and you kind of get the druid. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a hybrid of those two. Yeah. Um, a lot of these new classes seem a little bit like a hybrid of two of the original classes in a way, but also different. So it's really cool. It seems to me, and this isn't exactly, you know, ground shaking, but it's nowhere near the power level of the alchemist and barbarian were. It seems like when, when we were first introduced to them. Uh, And, And I don't know if they already toned some stuff down with internal play testing because they didn't like leak a whole lot of stuff with the druids. So yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying it's weak per se, but it's definitely not the same level as the alchemist barbarian were, which were kind of 
they were and still mm-hmm. kind of are off the charts, I would say. And and I've pretty much only played mirror matches with the Druid at this point. Right. So I have <laughs> I no that. idea how it does against other classes. I've yeah, played some um, wizards against them, actually. Uh, I mm-hmm. think Zembu, because Zembu shot me like a level 14 yeah. Druid challenge. I was like, whoa, dude, how'd you get a level 14 Druid already? So I answered with a Serpentine Staff Wizard. It's still, <laughs> I'm still playing it, but. Um, it's hard though. Like you got to eat through a lot. If you don't have that staff, you got to eat through a lot of those woodland creatures and you're not doing Uh damage and you're, uh, it it can, uh, yeah. But again, maybe you shouldn't worry about doing damage at the beginning. You need to be building up your deck and that's kind of into the counterplay. I think against druids is it's a long game or at least a mid game. Mm-hmm. going aggro isn't going to work very well. I don't think uh, it might, if you have the right tools in your kit, but uh, I don't know. It seems like a fun um, kind of middle of the pack power level character to me. Those are my first impressions guys. What, what do you guys chime in with? Yeah. Power, power level wise. Like I said, I've only played mirrors, but it seems like the way that it plays, it's, it's not going to be the worst. It's not going to be the best. Like you said, kind of in the middle somewhere. Maybe on the maybe even a little bit on the lower end of it, but I also haven't played at level fourteen either. So yeah, and that'll that yep. could change a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah, and to the, uh, yeah. just well, that one thing I was gonna say oh, the go armor. Ahead. Sorry, sorry, Sammy. The armor yeah. alone could really make mm-hmm. this seem be a lot stronger than we think it is. Mm-hmm. That armor might be a lot better than we think it is. That's all. Awesome. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, the the thing I. I was going to say just overall is I'm, I'm really excited about some of the, the new synergies. Like the people just started talking about what cards are the, the Druid premium cards, like getting mm-hmm. um, devotion and grabbing. Oh, I can't close remember. Ranks. Oh, the one, close ranks. Close ranks the and then light the way. Exactly. Those ones are fantastic. Um, and that's really cool. But then also, so is uh, to counterplay to get um, Valius. Was that what it was? Mm-hmm. And anything else that could possibly do that champion damage is, is interesting as yeah, well. Yeah, the AOE stuff. Yeah, yeah, really cool. So I like that a lot. And, and in general, I, I agree with you guys. I, the the two games I've played at level one have been, it feels kind of slow. Um, yeah, that's uh, also so, level yeah. one play. It's always slow. Always right? slow. Exactly. It sucks. Yeah, I remember the Alchemist getting through like the first five levels was a real slog. I was like, yeah. man, this sucks. But Alchemist does not suck. <laughs> No, uh, not at all. After uh, this discussion, I'm excited for the cocaine beer. I think I'm also go. talking about counterplay, <laughs> Sam. Two words for you: bone axe. That bone axe is going to do some damage against. Uh, yeah, against no jokes. That's a good call, um, Chris. What, so, are you, what, what are your damage? I I am only level four, but I did queue up a lot of. Once I hit level three, I queued up a bunch. So I've been playing like a lot of level three games, and I'm kind of like midway through. Um, so I've gotten a fair amount of experience there, but that that's all the further that I am. Um, but I really felt like I've been trying to like play it as a cleric and just buying up champions. And, uh, but then I'm like missing the tools that I really want to play it as a cleric where I get my champ wall out there and I'm like, well, I'm going to buff it or how am I going to get my champions back? So there's still some learning to play it out there that, um, needs to happen for me, but that was kind of my out of the gates. And then, uh, I also think that maybe this class is a little more designed for PVE than it is for PVP. And I say that uh, mostly because of the toughness. Toughness uh, shines in PVE much more so than it does in PVP. Because if you were to be but- taking damage um, 
on more than one turn, it happens, you know, uh, toughness synergizes better with that. Tim, go ahead. Do you seem uh, like you have an opinion I'll, I'll, about that? At least in the app, all I care about is PvP. So Doesn't I, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Okay. I, I love enough. playing in person. I love playing like the campaign PVE stuff, but like I don't really care for it in the app myself. But that's a well, good point, some... though, because, you know, like the, the game is in paper, too. And, and that's a big part of your mm-hmm. it could be your yeah, experience what this is, your friends yeah. is playing campaign. The digital app, though, I mean, we have to admit yeah. it's that's the main focus about. is the PvP. I mean, we can't. You can, yeah, there's well, you there's can't people who like the co-op campaign. and I'm not trashing it. But I mean, the main thrust, guys, is the PvP for sure. So. Last thing um, I'll get in there quick about synergistic cards. Um, I noticed that Kasha, the Awakener, and Bjorn, the other dude, uh-huh. they're both like a lot mm. better because they're so good with that staff. Uh, they count for two oh, champions, yeah. so they like. Well, it, well, and Kasha is also non-guard, so then you can keep her from getting getting yeah. targeted and stuff like that too. Yep. Yes. So just cool to see how, and this is a more like general thing too. I kind of feel like as these new classes are coming out, we're seeing some of the ways they were designed to be synergistic with, um, with the new classes. Um, yeah. yeah. So like even some of those cheap crummy champions, uh, you can kind of do some yeah. cool stuff with buying them. If you're playing bone axe, <laughs> Or like they might be better on Druid and stuff like that. So like um Versa Druid, maybe you might yeah. actually want to get a trap master, but probably not. But maybe. Uh it's maybe it be it good could there. Be worth it. Yeah. yeah. It's actually I've I've in better some of than... the Druid mirrors, like it's come up and it's like that's not a horrible buy. It's not I got exactly. a game going with Noodle and I can do some work right. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I got a game with Noodle, I bought two. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm gonna try it and I'm gonna see what happens. Yeah. So it's level one. So, you know, that helps. <laughs> All right. Uh, good stuff. I think we've kind of covered what yep, we can okay. for our first impressions yep. of the, the beta Druid. Are we good guys? Yep. Yep. Um, let's transition in to everyone's favorite non WWYD segment mailbag. got mail all right everybody here we are and uh this episode's (laughs) mailbag um we continue to get some really great uh submissions from you guys all of the tech stuff we've gotten we haven't been able to get through we're going to add them to future episodes so don't worry if you didn't get your uh, question read it's going to come up and we'll get to everybody we promise everyone else please keep submitting your stuff um, this week, we actually have two audio submissions, guys. The first is from our own Daily 23. Let's uh, check out his audio now. Hey, guys. Just wondering, um, with the changes to the level 13 uh, treasures for the wizard in the ship in the bottle and the treasure map, just wondering what which um, item there goes better with which channel and also... Um, with which armor piece so yeah just wondering what your thoughts on the changes are and um yeah what what you think would be the best play style for each item thanks bye great question all right so 
the uh, wizard stuff has gotten changed. The ship in a bottle sack ability now just lets you top deck a card. When when I say just lets you, I'm putting that in air quotes because it's super, still super strong. Uh, yep. But it, you don't have the ability to uh, acquire a, a, a card for, for three or less anymore. That's the change to the to the ship and the map is a lot better now. Instead of you a sack ability, it's a, a passive ability that gives you either a sacrifice or healing or gold or I think damage if you have yeah. um, certain factions in play. Um, so the map got a little better. The ship in a bottle got a little less consistent, but the ceiling on it is still like super yeah, crazy. I, I think it got possibly better, but also possibly worse. So like, yeah. Yeah. The ceiling's higher. The floor is lower and it's less yeah. consistent. I think. Yeah. Right. But what do you guys but think? when you get those really awesome turns, like shipping a bottle is like amazing, right? Yeah. You know, but <laughs> but when you don't get the right market and stuff for it, it's kind of like, oh, well, this sucks now. Yep. Yeah. And so, okay, so to answer his question, and you guys can just agree with me or disagree with me on this. Which one works best with? I disagree. Which? <laughs> um, well, it's easy to disagree. <laughs> the, the, the short answer is I haven't had a chance to try the map yet because I don't yeah, have a neither. single wizard with the, with the map chosen because it was and those so bad before. Respect tokens are not in the game yet. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of, and I'm not. I'm like, do I have to reroll or like re? Level but they teased them. Wizard. They're coming. Yeah, they're they're. Oh, they did tease them. Okay. Oh yeah, you he showed that, like Jake? screenshots of the work of like re- respect tokens and uh, character slots. We should probably tokens. made a point of like announcing this on the pod in a more formal way. But <laughs> breaking news here, yeah, it's in the Discord as of today. Joel posted. Joel uh, yep, a preview of. Uh, you can buy one or you can buy five for respect tokens. That's what we're calling them, respect tokens. Ooh, no, they're uh, tokens. <laughs> and then uh, character slots available in uh, one or five slot packages. Awesome. That's great. Which news. means yeah. the gem Amazing. store should be happening somewhat soon. And I'm hoping all this is in the next update that they do. And if that's the case, I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Even if that's awesome. all that's in the gem store to start off, that's awesome. That's something we've yeah. wanted for a long time. Definitely. Good news. Yeah. All right. So think- da- daily 23 to answer your question, the gem store is coming soon. <laughs> and uh, no, just kidding that we totally bird walked here and try it out for yourself. Dang it. <laughs> well, I mean, we're asking them to ask us questions. I know um, it was a joke, man. It was just- um, I'm going to say, the uh, ship is still probably better at this point. However, I can see, and the reason is because it helps the wizard in the early game. I wrote something about this mm-hmm. in the Discord earlier, but the ship in a bottle will help you right away. And one thing the wizard needs is a strong start to get their engine going to stay in the game and hopefully win. The ship in the bottle helps you do that. The uh, treasure map, even though it's better now, and I really like it actually. It doesn't help you in the mid, the early game. In fact, it it's doesn't help you. Game. Yeah, it doesn't help you, you until you bought until you've bought cards in your deck, which means it's not going to work the first deck. Even the first shuffle, it might work on one or two cards if it matches up with the other one, or right. if you use your robes on or whatever. 
Um, so yeah, it's just the acceleration is just a little too slow on it. Uh, yeah. The healing is nice. The extra scrap would be great if you're playing the longer game wizard, but um, yeah, just go with the ship guys is probably my initial advice. What, yeah. what do you guys right. think? The, the think treasure map definitely looks better mm-hmm. than it did. And I'm glad they've made changes to it. But like you said, doesn't really do anything. The first shuffle, depending on how you shuffle may not do anything that second deck. So like you have to shuffle once or twice for it to actually do anything. And at that point, the game's already rolling to where it's going. The vector has been decided for the wizard. So I like this ship probably better. And here's the other thing it's added to your deck and it's, it gives you one gold and it's added to your deck, Mm -hmm. but it actually fattens your deck. Yeah, uh, up it, it makes you slower, yeah. Um, and the ship can remove itself from your deck, which is awesome. Right. So, anyway, right. Yeah. So, so I would say, from what you're saying, Matt, that pretty much ships pretty much better always, regardless <laughs> of what channel you have. The map's better, armor. but it's still not there yet. I, I haven't played with it yet, I, and I want to try it. I and, it, before I didn't even want to try it, to be honest. Uh, but, and yeah. also when you when you prestige now you go to level four instead of level one is another thing so like <laughs> it will be a little easier to get back up to level 13 and try out a treasure map before the respec stuff happens yeah. so yeah the uh the one thing to point out too is if you do want to try the treasure map jig i think your point of what you know one thing daily had asked was what armor with which build but i think i think you got to go robes at that point because like you want to try to match it up as much as you possibly can to get the maximum value out of it. And then I remember um, we had a conversation months ago on, I think it was in the discord, but people were talking about using robes as a way to thin your deck. If you're always robesing something, then you're, you're thinning your deck by one. And so you could potentially do that, but it, it does kind of take away your ability to get that big starting hand, which was one of the greatest things about the robes is like pocketing one of those gold cards that you have and, well, dropping six or seven gold early to get that card. My favorite wizard build right now is Soul Gloves build. So like, yeah, I'm not robes in anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need you don't need the robes yeah. if you if yeah. you have the Soul Chain. Anyway, um, go ahead, Chris. What you have any thoughts on this? Well, yeah. So Daly's question was about you know how would you configure supposing that you were going to go one way or the other. You know what channel um, and what armor would you pair with which treasure? So uh, I do think that I would probably go pure and robes because I like pure and robes to go together with my treasure map. I think that'll be a nice combination there. And then on the other side, I like the the big money whiz that you can roll with these days and run in serene channel on that because uh, i'm a big fan of the shizzard and then that ship in a bottle seems to slot in really nicely in that build because you got all the money and so you're trying to hit that big purchase and get a top deck and then maybe even draw it off the serene so uh, and then i probably would have uh, gloves for my armor there to go full tanky shizzard big money wizard Ooh, that can be don't listen song. to dubs. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Full tanky wizard. Say it again. Full tanky wizard. I would actually, wizard. How do I, I kick him out of this? Yeah. Yeah. We're just I getting rid of him for the rest of the episode. I wish there was enough characters to make that your character name. Because that would be real awesome. <laughs> um, I'm going I'm to put this out here, guys. Tell me what you think. I think the soul wizard would be interesting to try with both of these. 
Uh, first with the ship in the bottle, obviously we know it's good. It helps you get off to a quick start. You can shuffle your deck quicker with what you get, et cetera. The treasure map though, um, <clears throat> it helps you heal a little bit quicker. Plus if you can get a red card early and uh, kind of start your sack engine early, that can help really help the yeah. soul wizard a lot as well. Sack um, engines are, are always really Yeah, good. but again, adding to your deck, even if you do get that sack, you've basically sacked out the card that the treasure map is taking yeah. up. So it might not be that great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to try them both though. Um, so um, it'll be fun to do, to do so. All right, daily. Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, thanks as always for your submissions. Thank you oh, daily. I got, also got to say the way that you said wizard and treasures together was the best. And I love you. <laughs> he set it upside down. So yeah. So what can you expect? <laughs> All right, guys, up next we have uh, a, Interesting idea submission from Omsk. Let's check out the audio now. Hey guys, it's Omsk. With Hero Realms Premier Circuit going on, there have been a lot of games happening, and I've been able to come across a lot of funny names or clever names from the other players in the community. And with the uh, recent top player vote being pretty fun, I thought it might be fun to also do a top character name vote of the uh, players in the community. So just a thought thanks guys oh man i think he recorded that in a wind tunnel <laughs> yeah while running at max speed <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no. <laughs> no thanks Sorry. so much Omsk. great yeah. idea thank you for sending yep. that in of course i'm a That's huge just... proponent of character names so uh, i'll uh, jump at the idea at this idea uh, I will say, you know, he submitted this about a week ago and we did a preliminary um, survey and I threw it in the chat. Um, we only got one response and the, um, the character name that was submitted was baby and strong face. Oh my God. Both of which hey, were submitted hey, by, no. was by Sam. You, you do realize that Sam <laughs> Sam went through Hero Helper and he said that there is a Wiz Marquee is a wizard. There is a Wiz Marquee. Did you see that? Yeah, yep. I know. That's, I, that I wins, promptly, so we don't even need a contest. We don't even need one. No, we'll, we'll figure something out. I will, um, I'll, I'll revive that survey link and post it somewhere where it doesn't get buried in the chat. We'll try to do something interesting with some character names. About, but yep. and. Uh, Sam's Sam's submissions, of course, will be they will be part of it. We just won't be able to read them on air uh, for the podcast. Yes, and, exactly. and also shout out, our... Go ahead. Shout out to Luna Pig's uh, new druid. Uh, I laughed so loud. Yeah, I, it was so awesome. So I love it. That's great. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. One final question for Mailbag this week. This one is from Meow again. Thanks, as always, for your great wow. submissions and uh, presence in the community. Here's your question. Uh, since HRPC just kicked off, can you guys talk about low-level matches? How to pick the correct build for each class at level 5, for instance? Are there upgrades that are amazing for higher levels, but you go with a build that has the other option because it's good only in lower levels? How does your strategy change? Great question. And that this isn't just for like level five and level seven stuff, but for the legend uh, style of format as well, where you're playing at level three or the vanilla before that. Well, at um, level at level three, the the upgrade change choices and stuff don't matter. Don't don't matter. But your buy the way you evaluate and play right. the game changes a little bit. But she's asking about builds. Yeah, uh, and level five is tough See, because it's it, basically your skill once 
right? Yeah. You're going to do your skill probably. Or your ability once. Or your ability once. And one health crate and maybe your health or... Or, or your uh, health. Or your health and an upgrade, yeah. At level right. five, right? Yeah, so, so, so I just want to say I totally like talking about HRPC at level five. I redid one of my thieves or whatever so I would get smooth heist early rather than doing the skill early. And at level five, I'd rather have the skill. But at level seven, I'd rather have smooth heist. Mm. You know, and so I'm like, well, I just totally did the wrong thing. Here. <laughs> yeah, and you never right. know either. I did it wizard. I chose the plus one uh, I forget what it's called. Calm channel, maybe that gives yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You draw one and you heal one, just because I thought yeah. the extra health would be good. And then I played Barry's um, deep channel, which is minus one health, but you draw two, and he just steamrolled me with it. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay, so so much for that choice. So <laughs> it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Uh, it does matter what you choose, but the shuffling in the markets are going to determine uh-huh. a lot anyway. I think. I yeah. will say yep. for mirrors, especially, um, that whoever chose the health upgrade first is often at an advantage in mirrors when yep. if you can get the early health. That's one at, thing I've noticed. As a fighter, I normally go with the health first. Same. I will say that. So I go health first and then I start upgrading the other stuff. The skill, then the ability is how I would do it with the fighter. Mm-hmm. And that works out the best over the levels all the way up as a fighter. Um, Even the wizard, you could argue to take an early health upgrade. Yeah. I, I think during Tavern Brawl, that's a, a viable option as well. But, but, Chris, but especially if you're looking at level five and even like level seven or level nine, like for the way HRPC goes, which is kind of what she's asking, but she's focusing on the low level. But like sometimes what I want at level five is going to be different than what I want at level seven. So I need two different characters to do this. Totally. Yep. Um, I have a couple of nuggets to throw in here. So speaking specifically to fighter, uh, the, I think that the season shield bear is actually really good here. Um, I think that it having the five, uh, defense is really good and that it's harder to deal with at level five than it is later. So I like that more here Mm -hmm. than I do later. And I also actually, if um, I don't have a fighter that has Mm -hmm. HP right away, so I can't speak directly to the comparison between the two, but I have really liked been going with the expend in the fighter mirror along with my upgraded shield bearer because um, I am guaranteed that I will have a target not guaranteed, but I will often have a target of my opposing shield bear, and then I'll be getting four damage off my skill regularly. So I think those two uh, tweaks can be nice to have in the matchup. Mm. And it's kind of good enough that to have everywhere, I feel like, that I think for a fighter at level five, I would be happy to roll that out against against probably anyone. For Thief, um, I really like Swipe. I think it's really hard to beat uh-huh. Swipe at level five yep. for Thief. And I also mm. have been liking the um, is garrote the way that you say that word, you guys? Yeah, yeah, garrote. garrote. Yep. Yeah, I don't hate it there. I think um, I don't know. It's pretty close between the knives and the garrote. I but like the knife. If I get the garrote, I feel better about sacking out my knives, which is just kind of a you possibility. Just, you just sack but... out the cheaper, the lower damage knives. Yeah, <laughs> keep the good knives. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to, for just that one level. Wait, wait, that's level five you're talking about, right? right? Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, the grow you can make an argument for it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It depends on your matchup too. If you're facing a fighter, it's a great choice, I think. How much damage to- does it do to the opposing four. it's opposing champion only, right? It's four. four? Oh no, it oh, it works it would actually against be bad against yeah, yeah, sorry, my bad. It works against non guards. Yeah. So you'd want to go nice good if against you knew a your... druid. Wait, it wouldn't. Yeah. Druid or <laughs> extra <laughs> damage than what you need. Yeah, Fine so against wizard. Be better. Yeah, it'll kill Fine against cat. wizard because you know you have a target. Well, yeah. yeah, but so yeah, so would your so, so would your um, keen throwing knife would kill. It's good cat against clerics. Extra damage. I think that might be it. True, because clerics so like um, those softer tough stuff. All right. Anyways, well, other uh, than that, I think ranger's pretty straightforward. Uh, you just run the usual ranger kit. And then mm-hmm. um, wizard, you guys talked about a little bit there too. I think I wouldn't deviate from blazing staff. It is interesting on which channel to go, or if you think just going HP there would be the right call. But yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. You can argue for anything. HP is not bad because especially in mirrors or in any match, the that whiz is squishy at low levels. It, d- it depends on the matchup. So also. like if you're if you don't know what you're gonna face, I might go with the hit points. Yeah. The wizard, probably. If you know it's like, oh, I'm gonna be facing this the and thief. this at level five, yeah. Like I, I would go I'd always do the skill it. first though. It it makes me yeah. not choosing the skill first is really dicey. I'm not going for, I'm not going fireball with the wizard. <laughs> no, right. right. Fireball is the last thing you choose with Wiz. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, this is, that's a really interesting question. We're kind of speeding through it because it could actually be its yeah. own segment. But hopefully, that's a good way to start thinking about how to view these different matchups at level five and how to build them. Uh, it, there's no easy answer, and the more character slots you have, to be honest, the easier it is so, to do. Hopefully, that'll be changing soon. So I'm looking forward to the respect tokens because <laughs> then I will actually care about this stuff for H. Because right now, I'm not re-leveling stuff for an event. Yeah. I, I don't have enough mm-hmm. time for that. So Same. when I can respect stuff, I will totally get into the nitty gritty when it comes to it'll be a lot of fun too when it happens. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. it's coming soon. All right, guys, that wraps up our mailbag. This is my boomstick. All right, everybody, we are in for a special new version of Card Talk that we are calling Card Duel. I don't like that name, but that's what it's called for now. <laughs> Clash uh, of the Cards. Yeah. Ooh. Clash of the Cards. There we go. I like that much better. Way to go, Matt. So today we are going to talk about this is basically a head to head competition with two cards from Hero Realms. And today we are pitting command versus deception, the battle of the f- broken five costers. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna assume you guys know what these cards mean. They're in the base set. What they do, like they're in the base set. We're just gonna talk about them here. So, I think these are probably two of the most busted cards in the game. Command is busted because it's so awesome and consistent. Deception is busted because it just busts the game when you faction it. So I would say for me, I'm going to pick in a vacuum. I'm going to pick command. But if I'm playing a class where I can faction easier, I'm playing a ranger. I'm playing an alchemist, something like that. Deception is going to win in that 
that sort of situation. But in a general situation, I would I would pick Command to win. Okay. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I agree. And a vacuum command is what I would pick all the time. Um, and then uh, deception, like we said, is it's you know broken when you can faction. So with those faction ones, uh, the other thing too is I think command is good at any stage of the game. Mm-hmm. So whether it's early game, mid game, late game, I'm buying command no matter what. But sometimes even um, in a normal game, I won't buy deception at the end of the game or in mid game if I don't have any blue and there's no blue right. in the market. Because yeah. it, it's not going to slow my hand down, but usually there's a, something better that'll help me uh-huh. win better for five gold that I yeah. could get. Yeah, and That's that a case, really good point. It's almost more common to buy it to block your opponent from getting it rather than yeah. to get it yeah. for yourself sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good call too. Yep. Yeah, in that case, you would want to buy it. So if they, they have a lot of blue it. and they can afford it, right? You yeah. Know, yep. you might exactly. exactly. Then it's a hate Because it will. Then it's a hate, and you have to hate buy it because it will turn the game around for them yeah. easily. Chris, what do you think about this? Yeah, it I totally agree with what everyone has said. You know, not too much to add, really. Uh, command better out of the gates. But if you're losing, or if you're playing an alchemist, mm-hmm. or if you're playing as a wizard, those are some of the times when I'd be more likely to grab deception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a wizard, that this is the one thing that caught me to that caused mm-hmm. me to pause because deception is great with wizards, but I almost always automatically just choose the imperial the healing with, with wizards. So yeah. Well, <clears throat> and 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 I would say in a vanilla game, I'm going to go command even more so than any other situation yeah Yeah. oh that's true and i think we kind of wanted to the for the the clash of the cards to talk about it from a vanilla perspective and from a vanilla perspective i'm picking command command it's not a lot i don't think unless i have like three uh guild cards (laughs) in my deck i'm going command for sure yeah yeah because it's so hard to control yep. things into faction things in, in vanilla. So, all right. Yep. Good one. Yes. Deception's great guys, but the, I think the less, the moral of this lesson is <laughs> well, don't mess around with command. It's the best card. In, it's probably the best cost performance card in the game. In the base yep. set. I, yep. And dubs and I both had some games this week where deception <laughs> was just stupid and doing crazy stuff. Busted. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and you'll never yeah. get those stories with command. You're like, oh, I had this one awesome game with command. You're like, it's not going to make <laughs> no. Every game with are. command is awesome. That's what <laughs> that I'm is, but, I mean, it, Yeah, it's not the most exciting story. Um, all right, yeah. good. Well, that was a fun. Uh, it's we came. We all agreed on this, but it's, a, it's still an interesting thing to look at for this yep. week's edition of Clash of the Cards. <laughs> And welcome to today's Community Roundup. I'd like to start things off by saying that we're in progress of doing a bit of an overhaul on the Realms Rising community events page. You can find it if you go to realmsrising.com slash community dash events. Basically, what I did was I broke it up at the top for a quick reference. You can see the status of all the different events. So at the top, you can see what is accepting signups. You can see which events are currently in progress which events are returning soon and which events are on hiatus. And then each of these events is linked such that when you click them, it will bring you to the associated discord channel where you can find the pin notification or just drop a line in that channel and ask how you can get involved. And if you look at it right now, you can see that we have 
11 different events that are currently accepting signups. So really awesome, exciting stuff. For a look at what is going on, let's send it over to Tim, who's going to tell us about Highlander. Highlander Season 2 Event 2 the level 11 event is in progress. <laughs> it's going on. So <laughs> that's good. And uh, Tavern Brawl is taking signups. Last I heard, we were, they were at like 42 people already signed up. And it's been like a week. So um, I think we're looking good at yeah. 50. Uh, to, Easy. Tor- towards the it end needs. of June is I think when the draft and stuff is going to happen. So there's still some time to sign up. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely check that out if you haven't. Uh, and again, guys, the links for all the stuff is in the show notes. Uh, and on the uh, community event primer page as well that uh, that Chris talked about. Um, all right. Next, I'll talk a little bit about King of the Castle. Right now, we have our own double dubs in Castle A. Uh, he's facing off against Cory Bear 88. That's going to be a tough one. Yep, um, yep. How, how are you doing? Did you start those yet? Chris, I know yeah, Corey Bear's we're, been playing a little slow lately. I think he's been busy. For sure. Yeah, no, he hit me up. We're we're got it underway. We're playing game one. And there's like awesome. 50 events going on. So yeah. that's yeah. And he's, yeah. I mean, he's a killer too. So that, that's gonna be a yeah. good good matchup. In Castle B, we have Decanza's Meow, the king back on his throne. He's facing off against Captain Warped, uh, another strong competitor. So that's another fun event. Again, this one is always open. Check out the sign up link in the show notes. Um, I'd also like to announce the TriWiz Cup, which is set to start soon. Um, actually, by the time I publish this podcast, it's almost going to be ready to start. I might leave it open for another day or so. So after you hear this podcast, if you want to join the TriWizard Cup, which is a level 14 wizard-only tournament, check out the link in the show notes. We also have the Alchemist Invitational, which is a alchemist-only level 14 event where a bunch of alchemists will face off to see who's the best um after this warden slayer has decided to host his own fighter tournament i forget what the name was he he had a cool name for it i I apologize for not remembering it the fighters only open the fighters only open uh, and he's is, doing a barbarian one too. Yeah, and I said, hey, if you're going to do that, do a barbarian one too, man. Come on, and then we can so have it's just then, the aggro. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to do a barbarian only event, which I uh, am suggesting he calls the Rage Cage. That would be an awesome nice, for the, nice, for the nice. barbarian event. The winner of each of those will face off. So the winner of the fighter and the barbarian will face off, and then what we're talking about is having the winner of the Wiz Alchemist <laughs> section face off against the barbarian fighter section in an ultimate yep. aggro versus magic matchup. So that'll be a kind of fun thing to look through towards to as we move forward. Uh, okay. That's it for me, Chris. Um, you have some updates on HRPC for us. Absolutely. Season two event two is well underway. Uh, not quite ready to cut to the second stage of event two yet, but a lot of groups are wrapping up. So always super fun to have, you know, like 30 games of hero realms to play against (laughs) the cutthroat members of the community. It's fun stuff. Other than that, um, we also have the Thandar Combat League about halfway through on that. Keep an eye out uh, for signups, probably not for like another six weeks or more. So not too much to report there. I will say that we did get our first two quick fire tournaments completed. 
uh, would like to congratulate Omsk for defeating Rucksack in the finals of Dungeons Quickfire 1. And I would like to congratulate myself on third place in that tournament. Then we had... Uh, Just pat yourself on the back, buddy. <laughs> Very nice. Because nobody uh, else cares, Chris. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then in base quickfire, we had Lunapig versus Scorium, where Scorium took it all down. And mm. we await Game Freak to face off against Zembu for third place in that bracket. Mm. Um, and then... Nice, Double dubs, deadly duels. I'm going to kick that off after my stream tomorrow, probably. And the duels will be on. So look forward to that one. Fantastic. All right, Chris, <laughs> let me go over Maximum Overdrive. The second season is starting again. This is the event where you have double hit points. It's really fun. It gives you a lot of different choices for your strategy because you're going the long game no matter what. So keep that in mind. Uh, signups are now open for season two. So get yourself signed up and that will get us done. Yeah. Matt, do you want to you want to lead us out, my friend? Oh, and thank will, you, Meowgan, for organizing yeah. that event. Definitely. Not only Meow. will I lead us out, I will lead us in to the outro as well. Uh, one, thanks, everybody, for your participation in the community events. Obviously, they would not be a success without you. If you haven't joined one yet, don't be afraid. Uh, everyone's super friendly. It's a lot of fun. Uh it's low stakes. You don't have to pay any money. It's all free. You just do it for the love of the game. It adds a nice little dimension to this um, to this uh, digital game that we all love. So definitely check out the community events if you're looking for another way to enjoy this game. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Sparks and Recreation. Uh, this has been Tim Agency 13, and I just want to say thank you, everybody. I'm really glad you're listening. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in t- again on this beautiful day, night, whatever it is for you at this moment. Um, I want to take a moment to plug the lovely Hero Helper. Fun update. We did hit over 200 users now on Hero Helper. And we have almost 120k games in our arsenal of uh, aggregate data. So join up hero-helper.com. Help us get more insights into the game. It's a lot of fun. Um, And to sign off officially. Well, first off, before I do that, too, I just want to say thanks to everyone that uh, gave us mailbag content. That was really awesome. Keep it coming, everyone. Uh, Join us in the Discord. Join the community. The community is amazing. Uh, And with that. Stay squishy, meat wads. <laughs> meat wads? Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how to follow up the squishy meat wads part, but I will also just echo. Thanks to everybody for sticking along with the ride. We really enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we do making it. Uh, looking forward to the next episode. Take it easy, guys. You should say stay meaty squish wad. Oh, <laughs> That would have been no, something that, if I that's pretty bad. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Double dubs here. Calling it an evening. Thanks everyone for listening. It has been awesome. Check out my Twitch stream if you would care to do so. I would love to have you there. Twitch.tv slash double dubs uh, at 8 30 p.m. Central on Wednesdays. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
to the end of the show. Congratulations. You're a nerd. Tune into the next episode of Sparks and Recreation for more on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms.